It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. We would like to acknowledge the Turrbal and Yagara peoples as the traditional owners of these lands where we stand, recognizing that these have always been places of meeting and sharing. I'd also like to pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Hello, everyone, and welcome to General Queries. I'm your host, Talia. It's lovely to have you on this whatever time you're listening to the podcast. I am here with my lovely panel, who was introduced at the beginning of the special, um, to round off our February specials on Ace and Arrow identities. So we will get them back later, I'm sure. But for now, it's the last episode that we'll have with all of your beautiful voices. Um, Today, we will be talking about media saturation um, of romance and sex within modern culture. Um, We'll be, Nita's quite excited for this one. Um, We'll be talking about why it's important to acknowledge um, its prevalence. And then we will give a little film recommendation list um, of movies to watch and maybe a couple of things to avoid. Um, keep yourselves safe over this ridiculously romantic period um, of the year. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm feeling that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, do we want to jump straight into it or does Nita want to say a couple of words before we. <laughs> yeah, uh, oh no, they're monologuing. <laughs> <laughs> um, press X to monologue. Uh, pressing X. Uh, I would like to um, talk about just from. Uh, All right, so as you may know, I am the graphic artist of General Queries, but what you may not know is that I am also a writer of fiction, mainly fantasy, uh, and a consumer of media, and I look at it from a critical standpoint. And I'd just like to make a little quick discussion about romantic subplots. Really common. Everyone knows romantic subplots. Here's why most of them are terrible, and it's because a lot of romantic subplots, they're seen as, in a way easy they're there just for cheap drama but the thing is they're mainly there as a plot what they do is uh when you put characters into a plot and make them fulfill those roles it feels empty which is why a lot of movies Mm. who if they have a specific romantic subplot a lot of people um who get invested in it are invested only because we know that it's going to happen we're watching it it's a bunch of old tropes that have been built up over time as clear definers for romance, such as five, such as five seconds of holding each other's gaze as music plays, a quiet conversation at one point, and then a big kiss. And that's, that is writer shorthand for this is a romantic subplot, but that is lazy. There's no involvement in it. And it's only done because it's easy, which is why Mm. a lot of romantic subplots, um, the only reason that they work as romance is because people expect them to work. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to just say that right now. That's why a lot of a lot of it is uh, not. It's not good writing. It's not good writing. It's, it's, done it's lazy shorthand. writing. Yeah. It's, it's shorthand. So 
just uh, if you want to write a romantic subplot, I'm just going to warn you right now, nothing wrong for a romantic subplot. Just don't take the easy way to do it. Make it something that actually happens, which is also why it's a big shock for everyone when um, romantic subplots don't fill out. Like take Pacific Rim, for example. In Pacific Rim, you had the uh, the five seconds of um, eye contact while soft music plays. You had the emotional connection. And then there was no kiss and everyone was like, well, what's going on there? And that's because everyone is so ingrained to these ideas of romance, of romantic plot shorthand Mm. that when it's subverted, it seems so strange. But uh, as we've stated a lot before, romance doesn't necessarily have to be why certain actions are done. So it doesn't have to be a be all and end all. I think Pacific Rim is a really good place to start because yeah. it is an mm. excellent example of just a fun movie that really subverted expectations mm. um, because like you, you're right. It did, it did all the shorthand correctly. Like there was the scene where um, they first meet and there's soft music playing and the umbrella comes up to reveal Mako's face. Yeah. And um, I can't there remember were the main, in- main, Raleigh, uh, Raleigh. there were um, the emotional Raleigh. moments. There was, um, he protects, he defends her. Uh, um, she defends him. She defends uh, him. She, she kicks his ass. Yeah. yeah. Um, they <laughs> both she, help each she, other um, through emotional um, she looked issues. at him shirtlessly. Yeah. Shirtlessly. shirtlessly. I love that. I gazed shirtlessly at you. Um, oh, he was the shirtless yeah. one. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then at the very end, they don't forehead kiss. Touched. And they just, oh, like, forehead. and for me personally, that was, God, I cried. Um, but also, it's so much stronger to just have that moment instead of just having them. Kiss. Randomly kiss. Yeah. Because they're, like, I mean, what have they just done? They've, Marco essentially lost her father or father figure. Death is never a good place to start a romantic relationship, people. You've heard it here on General Queries. Yeah. Uh, spoilers, um, by the way. Yeah, spoilers. <laughs> um, if, you, if you haven't seen any of these movies, we're sorry. Uh, sorry about it. Um, what think, are you doing with your life? Yeah, I think Pacific Rim is a really, really good movie because it's a really dumb movie, but it's a really fun movie. <laughs> it's delightful. Uh, it's delightful. Dumbest awesome movie ever made. Yeah, so, and all of... And it, it's so caught up on the idea of um, like dr- being drift compatible and to have your main characters then not be in a romantic relationship and to show everyone who is drift compatible being siblings or being very close friends or being father and son. Like it, yeah. it's- Although the Russian couple was uh, actually uh, chosen as husband and wife, which is also very cute. That's sweet. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, that thought, I thought they were siblings, but okay. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> There was only one romantic couple that was drift compatible. The rest were all just a family. Yeah. And Mako and Riley. Yeah. That's something kind of interesting about the movie that people were like, why didn't they get together at the end? And I'm like, I was like watching the movie and maybe it was my like, your arrow perspective. That was like, I don't know. Everyone else was like pretty much everyone else wasn't in a romantic relationship and would drift compatible. Like yeah. it, that makes sense to me that to they be. just were like soulmates. Yeah. Yeah. And soulmates can be platonic people. Yeah. yeah. Um, also I do want to make a point in saying there is uh, a book adaptation um, of uh, Pacific Rim um, oh. in which the writer goes out of his way to make them kiss in the final scene, Great. Um, which completely ruins um, all of the good work that, um, 
Guillermo del Toro. Del Toro. Yep, yeah. del Toro. Did, I was about to call him my name, but Totoro. The del Toro. <laughs> <laughs> Is that um, what the kid called him? Yeah. yeah. yeah he so gave cute. permission to the little Japanese girl to call him uh, Totoro-san, I believe. Yeah. Oh, oh my heart. Because um, <laughs> she couldn't pronounce del Toro. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it removes... it completely retcons all of the good work that del toro did do not retcon romance into things yeah it's it's completely unnecessary especially in a movie like pacific rim where wow you've got an excellent movie that really doesn't need a romantic subplot and also like i'm i don't think del toro went out of his way to be like let's create a very good um like arrow positive movie but he God, did. It just wasn't necessary. Yeah, it wasn't necessary to the story that he was trying to tell. And that's also quite a valid thing. You're allowed to tell stories without romance. Mm, exactly. I feel like that's another thing with romantic subplot is that so many of them, they aren't necessary to the story. People just throw them in because romance is expected in mm. so much of media now that everyone's just kind of like, well, why doesn't it have a romantic subplot? Uh, and then people are like, well, people are going to ask me why it's not conforming to a romantic subplot, so I may as well write one in. And then because they're just uh, putting a romantic subplot in to have one in, they use the uh, literary shorthand, which is lazy. So it's lazy writing that's uh, not necessary, but it just keeps perpetuating more unnecessary lazy writing. So yeah. stop making lazy romantic subplots, people. Yeah. I and love your passion, Nieder, and I can heavily relate. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's so very fantastic. strong. I feel like my like right arm is slightly warmer than the rest of my body. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like full of, of rage. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even rage. It's just... It's, it's, like it's something that you're passionate about as a content creator. And yeah, I, think, totally. I think it is important that we... Mm mention that oh my lord um i have a question yeah yeah because i watched pacific rim one time and it was very long ago and i cannot remember anything about it um would uh fantastic beasts be another example of that because i, I remember nothing about pacific rim other than the fact that it was big robots and um <laughs> which is why we all remember it which is yeah. why we all remember it um but didn't um what's his name newt Yep, him. I was like the Salamander guy. Um, yeah. Scamander. Scamander. No, nah, his name is Newt Salamander. You <laughs> can't change my mind. Because <laughs> um, um, honestly, like the whole during that movie, I was expecting them. I'm just like, oh, here we go. Like it's going to end up with a kiss, but it didn't. And it ended up with him just kind of like fumbling. Of, Maybe I'll send you my book when I write it. Like, is mm. that, would that be a another example? Because I'm. Uh, I can't remember Pacific Rim. I feel like that it's both an example, but it's also not because if you know established book canon, then they absolutely do get together. So it is is meant to be romantic. (laughs) But also if you look at um, the next movie, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Which um, we shouldn't mention on this because I'd like to think this is a quality podcast. And I don't want to be referencing (laughs) what quality material. I have seen it in uh, the films. And uh, if you like it, power to you. But... um, we hear of good taste. <laughs> yes, uh, I've seen it in the films. If you like it, power to you. I did not personally. Uh, and a lot of uh, people didn't. And yeah, there's uh, a lot of, especially queer issues with the crimes of Grindelwald. There were, uh, yes, um, um, lots of queer issues. Personally, of- like uh, when you have a film and you tell your casting directors to specifically seek out queer looking individuals because they want to, yeah, it, it yeah, ha- they when they went to androgynous people yeah. because they looked weird. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that was part of the casting brief. They wanted weird looking people and that specifically meant them going out and finding queer people. Can hey, I fight them with my sword? Do not yeah. do that. <laughs> just, just a warning. 
don't do that. Don't do that. Um, I think also like- Yeah, I wouldn't count Fantastic Beast as um, Arrow rep. Mm-mm. And also it does also have another romantic subplot in yeah. it as well with um, uh, Queenie and Jacob the Muggle. So, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, um, I was just thinking yeah. like the end specifically. No. <laughs> Um, okay. I think I think it's also. I like, I don't let's Pacific go back to Pacific Rim, Rim I, people. I, I, yeah. I think I think it's also and not the Pacific Rim sequel. Um, I think like while we're talking about movies that may or may not be counted as Arab rep, I think it's important to discuss the Hunger Games because I have mm-hmm. read a lot of interpretations of Katniss as um, an Arrowace person who just ends up in a relationship because oh no I have to support a guy who just has PTSD yeah um Ooh. and I think well okay it's not it's not quite <laughs> as, as straight cut as that but I think there's definitely room for that interpretation um I've I last saw the movies so I'm going to talk about the movies and yeah, not cool. the books yeah um but don't talk about the second the third book I've I've read the books and um Suzanne Collins you're great Mockingjay went completely off the rails. Awful. Mm-hmm. Bad. Just like Philip go, Pullman. Just go. Just yeah. go. Uh, well, we're talking about lazy literary. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> love triangles, please. Oh, oh, can we? Stop with the love triangles, okay? I'm just going to say triangles right now. Love triangles are so, not an interesting plot device. And it's so lazy as well because it's like, I want to write a romantic book. What could be like the issue that my that my lovely lady uh, protagonist can have? <gasps> She loves two guys. Oh, yeah. also, okay, I'm just going to say it right now. If your love triangle can be solved by making it a polyamorous, supportive queer uh, relationship, then do it. Do it. Yeah. Do and it. also, only if that's how it works. I remember uh-huh. the first, yeah. Only only if it's solved That is through, the only acceptable solution. Yeah. If it can be solved with like good communication and they all just get together. Wow, I think that's easy. Yeah. But I love how like when when Twilight came out, um, just to diverge a no. little bit here. But when, when <laughs> let's talk about shitty uh, <laughs> YA novels since we've yeah. already spoken yeah. about. Yeah, we might have well, talked about the Hunger yeah. Games. We might as well talk about Twilight. Um, but like when Twilight came out and they there was this whole big Team Edward versus Team Jacob thing. Team Jacob was literally never on the table. I have no idea where people got Team Jacob from. Like, like she never. I thought they were just friends. Yeah, they were I was friends. Like, that's it. And and that's it like like he wanted extra but she was like no, she was I'm like just- no nah, i'm dedicated to like even from the first from the first moment she met edward she was like i'm dedicated to edward and all Wasn't of a sudden she having, yeah, like, she hallucinations like, of him yeah shit yeah Look, it, i guess we're getting movie. married i guess we're getting married now fam but like yeah. i don't understand where people got the team edward versus team jacob stuff because it's like it's not in the movie guys i remember being a literal child and being like yeah i guess i'm team jacob because i like werewolves better probably oh, big and that, was, that was the <laughs> only reason say, i was like yeah, well, I, i've yeah. not seen or read any of the twilight you don't need Edward. And I refuse uh, to. No. And so people are like, yeah, are you team yeah. Edward or Jacob? I'll be like, Bella. <laughs> None of them. She's um, also terrible. She's also just yeah. an all around terrible character. Yes. But also, I'm, I'm sorry. So I'm like, girl. I, I, read, the the girl I read the books Alice. before they became movies. Mm. The side characters are much better than I've, no. yeah. Only Leah is Leah is the best character. No, no, no. Carlisle's, um, Carlisle's pretty I love decent. What's her name? Um, um, Jasper's really good, minus I, the fact that he's a raging racist. You know, I really wanted um, I really wanted more on um 
Rose, Rose, Rosalie? Rosalie. Rosalie. She did because, better. Do you know can what? we get back on topic, please? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, we can get a little I bit. Can we just like, cut out the we Twilight stuff? We, we don't need this on our podcast. Sorry. Um, she full on like murders her husband. <laughs> we, we've turned into second take, guys. We've just turned into second take. Yeah, and then she kills him. Yes. Great. Okay, so do you? would you like to pick a movie? All right, let's pick a movie. I am going to just say right now, we're going to get back on topic. We're Actually, can we talk about Mad Max? I want to talk about Mad Let's Max. Let's absolutely Fury talk Road about Mad Max right Fury now. Um, because, God, that was such a good movie yes. in so many aspects. But also... It's real, it also didn't treat the audience like idiots, which I really respect. I yeah, and like there's a lot of just... One of the best ways to draw people into the world is by not giving them enough information about yeah. the world. Mm-hmm. And but I giving think, them just enough that they can figure it out if they think about it. Yeah, um, or also just thinking they can connect the dots that they want to like the greenland there is theories that they did pass the greenland but oh no did they really um like i think also like when we're talking about our rep um they do have very obvious chances to put max with furiosa Mm -hmm. and they take every single step to not do that Love that. Which, yeah. <laughs> because, like, who is thinking about a romantic relationship when you're running from, like, yeah. the fucking everyone who's trying to kill you and you're in a guy, giant goddamn truck yeah. trying to find some grass? Like, no one's no one's <laughs> thinking about a romantic relationship at the time. Like, hey, it's, you know that guy who, yeah, who had, like, a, a chain on his face and I almost murdered? Yeah, maybe I should get together with him. Like, yeah. no. And, and also, like, Nux and um, the perfect one. Oh yeah. Um like yes. even that like it can be read as romantic. There's a n- kind of enough shorthand for that to be read as romantic. Totally. But it's also like Nux was basically a giant child. Yeah, he's a yeah. child who obviously like he, he cannot comprehend something that Complex, yeah, complex I guess is the word. And a lot of what she's giving him is just basic human Decency. Decency and, and affection kindness. and kindness. Yeah. yeah. Um, so while it again, while it can be read as romantic, if you really want to go down that route, it doesn't have to be. Mm. Um, which is just, also it's an all-round very good movie. I do recommend really it. Really well done. Oh my, my favorite gosh. part is how Tom Hardy is just like <laughs> and everyone's like, yeah, and including me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, wow, he just kind of makes weird grunting noise and you're like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You don't I even also, know his name. Uh, like you obviously know his name because uh, you know his you name know is Max. His, but you he know doesn't his name actually Max, uh, say it until the very end. Yeah. yeah. You get, you get like, it's really heavily hinted at that he's got PTSD, but we don't go into why he's he got PTSD. literally has flashbacks at the yeah. start of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I think the only uh, valid romantic relationship in that movie is the, I can't remember the two girls' names, but the two girls yeah. who are one of the, a couple of the wives and they're clearly like, yeah, in love. Oh my god, they're just like dripping off each other. It's <laughs> so cute. But then again, you also don't have to read it that way yeah. if you don't want to. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, like, and it's it's also cool that they didn't like yeah. make it a thing. Like, it wasn't mm-hmm. like, oh, are you like? But they were they were just like, yep, that's them. This that's is them. my wife. This is how they interact. <laughs> yeah, that's, exactly. That's all you get. That's all you get. <laughs> I love how um. So Nita, uh, in preparation for this episode, Nita put together um a giant film rec list for us. The best um, list divide, I've ever read. I divided into action, animation, comedy, fantasy, and thriller horror. Yep. Um, and I love how a lot of the ones in the action section are just sci-fi movies. 
yeah. which is just absolutely fantastic. Like we've got um, Tron Legacy in here. We've got Predator. Um, both. Mm-hmm. I have seen Tron Legacy. I haven't seen Predator. <gasps> Tron Legacy um, does not have to be read I'm as romantic. You. You've heard yeah. it here. Um, okay. Tron Legacy is such a good movie. While there is issue with female rep in that, God, it's a good movie. Um, the soundtrack is probably the best thing about it. I we can all agree. Yeah. yeah, you did um, well, Daft Punk. Ender's yeah. Game. Um, again, there you can read it as a romantic relationship, but also they're children. They're children. <laughs> Baby, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, aliens. Alien and aliens. Okay, actually, let's talk about aliens. Yeah, let's talk about alien and aliens because they're here on the list. And uh, it has been pointed out um, that uh, Hicks and Ripley in Aliens do have a bit of a fling, but the movie isn't known for its romance. Mm. And honestly, to be fair, when you walk out of Aliens, you don't remember Hicks and Ripley had a thing. You remember there were aliens. There was carnage. (laughs) It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was tight. I think, yeah, it it can definitely be read of them, like, just sort of blowing off a bit of steam, honestly. Yeah. Like, Mm. that's how I always sort of... Oh, I haven't seen it in a while, but I was like, it's yeah, they're just stressed. Yeah. <laughs> they just need some I comfort. would be stressed in that kind of situation as <laughs> yeah, well. Me like, too, maybe. <laughs> I think like, especially in like action movies, there's a lot of uh, room for exploration of human feelings beyond the romantic. Like hmm. we're looking, I, I come back to the Hunger Games, but it, you're looking at people doing what they can and connecting with humans how they can mm. to survive the trauma that they are going through slash have been through slash about mm. to go through. Um, and that is so much better. Yeah. It is like writing wise. That is such a, that a is so much more interesting field. than romance. hundred mm. percent. Um, I think that's something I really liked about, I don't have a super good recollection of the hunger games movies. Cause I watched them like once and I was like, Oh, whatever the books are better that's like where i was but yeah. honestly the books um were really really good in um because it's written from a first person perspective you yeah. get a better idea of how katniss is feeling about everything and i think that makes it a lot more interesting when it comes to like um sort of there there was always sort of this theme at least to me um of like this societal expectation of romance because yeah. it's the whole thing about the hunger games it's it's this big televised huge um, overstated societal thing and they Katniss plays up the the romance that her and Peter have mm. what she like doesn't really have feelings for him she has she it's like she, said has, that she feelings has feelings him, but, it, but it's not, not romantic rom- not romantic like no. it's she's it's stated clear she's like I don't I'm not don't feel romantic for him but she plays it up so she will get sponsorship stuff yeah so they can treat Peter's wounds yeah. like that's like the first their first kiss yeah is so so um, he, she can, she can save heal him. him. Yeah. yeah. So he won't die. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the reason, and they play up the whole reason that they like, at the end, it's just, there's those two. Um, they're like, we're just going to kill ourselves together because we're in love. But the reason was because they're both trying to survive. Yeah. And they don't want to let the capital win. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it, it's more of like um, playing. It was interesting to see it like playing into what was expected of them to sort of almost like exploit the system that they're in to survive. Yeah. And I, that's kind of an interesting way to look at it. Like you can take that back to like the idea of being gay and having like your beard um, yeah. to, to, to 
stay safe in your life. So I think that's kind of like an interesting mm. theme that the books are definitely delve more into, especially further on. Yeah. When Candace is clearly like not interested in a relationship at all. Yeah. Ever. And even at the very end where like when they're talking about, you know, her 15, 20 years down the line and she's yeah. got a child. She's she still want to be there. Yeah. She still doesn't have like you know, we talked in the, the um, episode two about like limerence. She yeah. still doesn't have that for Peter. She's just kind of like, well, we've been through trauma together. We don't really have anyone else in our lives. I guess we're just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it could be, it could be read as queer platonic, but I don't think it comes from Peter's. <laughs> yeah. That's clearly not what Peter wants. That's the yeah. thing. It's like these two different expectations of, of what they want from the yeah. relationship in the end. And then Kat was just like, well, like, uh, how the way she was brought up was clearly like mm. she's trying to survive so she's like this is the next step to survival yeah. which is sad yeah <laughs> i was i remember being very disappointed with how the book end but i also like looking back on it it's kind of an interesting way to continue the themes of the book although it's i was like oh but she would happy ending yeah no no happy ending for <laughs> um yeah we're gonna move on and talk about animated movies i think yeah. it's, i think animated it's movies. really interesting that um animated movies are so um like okay animated mu- movies are usually made for children yeah. which is unfortunate because i think there is a lot of um some of the best movies out there are animated let's be yeah. real we all know it and the art style can be used in a whole lot of different ways um and it does it like it animation should not be limited to kids movies i have seen some incredibly good incredibly gruesome um animated movies um but unfortunately we live in a hyper realistic society thank you detective pikachu um (laughs) yeah um i think you can't can't make me remember that (laughs) it's gonna be awesome it's gonna be the best movie ever it's gonna be great and you're gonna be wrong i feel like it's going to give me nightmares (laughs) so my friend and i are going in pikachu onesies if we can find them oh Oh, big valid um so I think like if you want uh arrow rep, um give us give us a list. Alrighty. Uh going through the animated movie line, we have the ones that are like most likely more for kids than others. You'd have stuff like Big Hero Six, which has uh the focus is mainly on sibling relationships. Just totally list valid. them. We just um, need to I just want to get through these quite Okay, quickly. Batman Under the Red Hood, Big Hero Six, Brave, uh uh, Brother Bear, Coraline, Despicable Me 1, uh, Finding Nemo, Rise of the Guardians, Song of the Sea, and Secret of Kells, I highly recommend. Uh, Arietti, Inside Out, Kung Fu Panda 1 and 2, Spirited Away, The Iron Giant, Moana, and Paranorman. Okay, so I would definitely recommend uh, definitely Studio Ghibli films. Um, oh, yeah. because, oh my gosh, they are so Studio good. Ghibli films. Um, all Studio Ghibli films, um, they also did this thing where like, they can be read as romance, but that's if you're being really lazy with the shorthand, like yeah. um, Princess Mononoke. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yes, San and Ashitaka could be together, but that's also you doing a lot of reading into a situation <laughs> where he's just terrified of a girl who just had a wolf point his teeth at him. Like, um, <laughs> did you pull something with that reach? Um, yeah. <laughs> did you? Did, did you? Did you remember to stretch? Um, and I also think it's it's really interesting to note that in a lot of kids' films, they focus more on the idea of family and, and friendship. friendship um and as we get older we're kind and of the hero's journey and the, the hero like a very stereotypical mm. hero's journey minus subplot whereas as we get older we move into films that almost require the subplot to function almost like you get yeah. um 
why am I thinking about that that really bad Tom Cruise movie called Edge of Tomorrow where they just kind of crammed How dare you? in How dare that? You? Sorry, <laughs> um, but they crammed in that that romantic that subplot. <laughs> Sorry, Emily <laughs> Blunt. Like only reason. So many action films. She's hot. Though. Yeah, they just they cram in either uh, like a romantic subplot mm. or they cram in a sex scene. Yeah, and, you're and just it's like, unnecessary. You, you always see someone in the shower, and you're like, "Here it comes!" Yeah, like, yep. here it, it comes! Like, do you, coming, do you remember back in the day, like the the '90s, early thousands, where movies were running at like an hour, an hour and a half, um, maybe two hours if you were feeling lucky? And then James Cameron came in with Avatar and was like, "Let's do four hour movies," and everyone else after that was like setting a runtime of two hours to two and a half hours. Mm. Like that is too long. For my small little child's yes, brain. Yes. My like, ADHD ass is like, I'm bored. I'm going to go to the bathroom and just shake <laughs> yeah, it out. That's, yeah. that's literally me. I'm here just like, I have just drank like a liter of soft drink. <laughs> I need like, like an odd one like, out here. Like an admission? Is that what it's called? In the, middle? the intermission. Yeah. Intermission. I need an intermission now. It's like, guys, I need gonna, to pee. Yeah. They're going to stop bringing the intermissions back just for you. Right? <laughs> just I'm just like, it's always me just going, how long does this? I always check to see how long the movie mm. goes for, and I figure yeah. out when it's going to end so I can check my phone. I'm like, only extra half hour. We can do this. Yeah. <laughs> once <laughs> once you hit the third act, you can't leave the cinema. But before exactly. that, you're fine. Okay. Exactly. If you leave in the middle of the second or at the beginning of the second, although that's pretty early on, mm. but like, yeah, just leave in the second act, you're fine. But yeah, like I think a lot of kids' movies are just a good time. Yeah, like mm. they can be a little bit childish. And I do think- Nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. But I also think it comes from um, the perspective of like, if you don't feel romantic relation, uh, if you don't feel romantic attraction, you're not an adult. And that's yeah. not how that works. Mm. There Sorry. is a big trope of like, kid, like in maybe kids or like young adult media, like feeling your first- Romos, and it's like you. I'm becoming an adult, and the room, and I'm like, that's not no, what that, being that, an adult means. That's not how that works. Being an adult means like you pay bills. Um, it's like here's your first <laughs> tax. Adult, yeah, yeah. <laughs> here's your first tax return. Congratulations, you're now an adult. Being I a, want to go back, please. Being an <laughs> adult you. is finally having like a set of keys that you oh leave the house with. The moment you have a my set lanyard, of keys, yeah. yeah, my lanyard, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. My 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 first adult thing was when I got like um I got that card that says I'm an organ donor. I stuck oh my in my God, lanyard, yeah. and I'm here like so. When I die on my trip outside today, they'll know to take <laughs> out my lungs first. Like I'm an adult. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm an adult. <laughs> I've thought about what happens after I die. I'm an adult. I've got beneficiaries. I'm an adult. <laughs> yeah. God, I need to fill my will out. Yeah, me too. Oh <laughs> Fun fact: I've already got my will done. Um, <sighs> my boss was telling me to get my will done. You know, you're old when your boss is telling you to get your will done, <laughs> and you work at Shit. Subway. I work at Subway, and my boss is like, "You need to get your will done, man." And I'm like, yeah, you know what? I probably don't going to die anymore. Are you going to choke on a sandwich? Why? Right. I was just like, are you planning on slip on the floor? Um, yes. I, have, I did that the other day. Yeah. Oh, I cracked my knees. Oh. That's all you Sorry. do when you work in food is just slip on the oily ground. Big That's move. it. Um, yeah. So I think like as content creator, like if there's anyone out there who is a content creator and they're like, oh, should I add a romantic subplot in? You can if you want. You just can. don't be lazy about it. Yeah. Don't be lazy about it. But also Let think it happen about naturally. But also yeah, exactly. think about like what does it do to the story as a whole? Because if we're wasting something on you just trying to tick boxes, it's not worth it. Mm. And that's if you're trying to, if you are, <laughs> yeah, that's what fan fiction before. Yeah. If you are trying to make a romantic subplot happen between two characters who don't really seem to want a romantic subplot to happen, it's going to feel forced no matter what yeah. you do. Mm. You cannot, you cannot, um, unless your story is specifically uh, meant for plot, 
you cannot um, uh, make plot override character interactions. Yeah. So in terms of comedy movies, what do we have? We have Holy Musical Batman. Which is a very good musical. Fantastic. Uh, Hot Fuzz. Kingsman, The Secret Service, uh, Monty Python, The Holy Grail. Which does have sex references, but that's mostly just for comedy. It's also a very, like, be careful if you're a religious person. You watch that. (laughs) Um, uh, Enter at your own risk. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure slash Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Stunning. Fantasy novels, not fantasy novels, in terms of uh, fantasy media, what do we got? Um, so we got a, we got a couple. Um, we've got a couple of Harry Potter movies, Philosopher's Stone and the Chamber of Secrets. Um, also Chronicles of Narnia, specifically Lion, Witch, and Wardrobe, Voyage of the Dawn Treader. I thought they I only still, made the two of them. I think it's those two, only yeah. those two, right? I have no yeah. idea. I just remember there being is a Prince child. Caspian, but oh, yeah, uh, that oh, does, Prince Caspian, mm. yeah. But Prince Caspian also does have that kind of Romo subplot. I think I mean, he's played by Ben Barnes, who's like I mean, he's very pretty. Yeah, man. yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we've also got oh my god, I. Rolled away. We've got uh, <laughs> Matilda as well, of course, because oh, she's Honey. a child. Yes. Um, also, Miss and Honey. then also the shadow. Oh, Miss Honey. Um, <laughs> she's Honey. so pretty. And Marin, would you like to round us off with uh, horror and thriller movies? So we've got Angels and Demons, Extreme Measures, I, Robot, K9, The Widowmaker. K19, The Widowmaker. Oh, K19. Ooh. My apologies, Marin. K19, The R- Widowmaker. I'm bad at math. And uh, <laughs> The Hunt for Red October. Uh, there are probably a lot more horror movies out there that also are mainly focused on the the, the ripping and tearing and monsters and stuff. But a lot so, of them do oh, wait, tend no, to so? have uh, a lot of them also tend to have um, romantic subplots in there for the first five minutes just to make you pretend you are invested in the characters who are about to die. So. Yeah. It's, it's, Again, it's something the, something uh, shorthand. It's always something, the, uh, something shorthand. the white guy who's always like, "We're moving to the country for the family." Yeah. Uh, with the wife and two kids and a dog. So the wife's like, like, okay. And they have like one token kiss to remind you that they're a loving family and then they're all dying. And then they're all dying. The house is haunted. Um, So just as a last point of call, I really wanted to talk about um, media that makes explicit mention of the word asexual. Or aromantic. Or aromantic. Um, I have only found ones that have asexual yeah in them. i haven't found any arrows um, which yeah is i haven't yeah i think if you really want um arrow rep you need to go to smaller creators um which i, I is sad but also i think please, we're getting that though because yeah. like uh, asexuality sort of became started becoming more mainstream in like like 2011 2012 i guess mm, yeah. we'd say um and it's only sort of in the last couple of years that at least i've seen yeah. people explicitly call it say asexual in media so i think it's common yeah it's on its way um i would like to uh give a shout out to sirens which oh, yeah. Marin has seen Marin has seen um i have not <laughs> um but would you like to talk about sirens um uh, well i saw it like three years ago and literally the only reason i watched it because they were like they ex- they have a very explicit like Asexual character. That's the where only reason you you, you watch the reason. Hundred percent. Only reason I watch this. It's uh, it's a TV show from 2014 called Sirens. It's about like uh, uh ambulance drivers, and paramedics, paramedics. Yeah, that's the word. Yeah. See, I was gonna say ambos, but then I was on nah. like it's about the ambos. Um, and it, yeah, well, so one of the characters is very explicitly asexual. They say the word asexual mm. a lot. They um. In particular, episode six. I think it only goes for one season or I only watched one season because I was like, yeah, I've seen the bits I wanted to see. <laughs> I'm done. I'm, I'm out. I'm done. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm, 
vaguely remember liking it. It was like four years ago. Yeah. Um, if, you, if you're into like Chicago Fire, yeah, and you don't want the romance, it's you, kind of you like Sirens. It's or, more of like or, a fun. I think there is there is romance, but there is that one uh, asexual character who's just like no. And um, there is uh, one of the main characters is into her, and they have uh, explicit conversations about how it's not a phase, and she's not broken, and. Mm. Uh, yeah, no. Which is so important. Which is so, so nice. Important. I was literally like showing up. Yeah. yeah, we had a watch. people just before. Yeah. I'm like, look at this. We were like, yeah. oh my god, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also want to give a very explicit shout out to Bojack Horseman, which, while it does deal very heavily with <laughs> depression and suicide and substance abuse, yeah, be careful. Don't make the mistakes I did and watch it when you're in a depressive episode. You, you, need, to, oh you need to be in a really good really like uh, mental, mental health space, day. Yeah. Like you need to yeah. have a good mental health day. Before and know you it's also going to bring you down. So you yeah. got to be careful. Um. Yeah, it's and uh, you need to get through. I think three or four seasons, but then mm, yeah. Jug had Jug. Jug. We don't talk about we don't talk about Jughead. We'll cut to Jughead. Um, but um, Todd. yeah, you need to get through uh, three or four seasons, and then Todd does explicitly come out as Ace, and he does have a very good, very well defined journey. Like I think while you can Beautiful. nitpick a lot of um Todd's journey. He's still a very well written ace character. Yeah, it's it's uh, unique and it's um uh, it's clearly like it's a person who is an individual realizing mm. that he's ace. And it was I for me at least it was really beautiful to watch that journey and then see him come to that conclusion and be like, I think I'm asexual. Like that was like I yeah. was like <laughs> I was so crying. I was like, yeah. oh my god, he, he knows what he is. And, the, and that um, was like really special. Yeah, and, it and, kind of like reflects our I think our experiences being like oh, that word makes sense to me. And that can be such a liberating experience. And seeing that represented in media is really, really special. Oh yeah, like yeah. straight up cried. Mm -hmm. I do yeah. I do have to stress, um, just to cut a little bit from like the beauty that is Bojack Horseman and Todd, <laughs> yeah. uh, Todd's coming out story. Like I came from um, the pretext, I guess, of um, having watched Nymphomaniac, which is the only... Mm -hmm. um, piece of media. Yeah. Marin, yeah. Sorry, Marin. Um, which is the only piece of media that I had watched prior to Bojack Horseman where asexual was a word that was explicitly used as an orientation. Uh, just for anyone out there, please don't watch Nymphomaniac. Watch it. It, is, it. it is not worth it. It is essentially, it is essentially a six hour and I know pornos are badly written, but this is a incredibly badly written porno with no plot. Um, and all of the writing's terrible and Lars von Trier rips off his own material and also he's a Nazi apologist and also <laughs> the ace character is also a rapist. Um, so just don't, don't watch it. And yeah. another, another explicit asexual character that you should be avoiding is the one in house. Don't oh, watch yeah. the asexual episode in house. Yeah. Uh, in house. Yeah. Because and it's about uh, lying about being asexual and it's about having like a chemical imbalance or a tumor or something. Mm. And that explains why you're asexual. So uh, you want to avoid that one yeah. as well. And while we're talking about things to avoid, um, if you want ace rep, please 
do not, for the love of God, watch Riverdale. Just no. do not <laughs> come on paper. Um, while I like, I would definitely a hundred percent recommend Chip Zdarsky's uh, run of the Jughead comment comics. Oh yeah, um, there are Arc seven really volumes. Yep. They are all incredibly well written, and Jughead is explicitly Arrowways, and that is explored beautifully throughout the seven volumes of the um, comics. Of the yeah. comics, um, but Riverdale when it adapted it decided to not do that riverdale uh was so the archie comics Shit. were taken yeah uh riverdale is actually terrible um <laughs> did you know fun fact um did you know what what the cw essentially did was how can we do the archie comics but pretty little liars but like it's like edgy. But like it's like edgy, you know. Um, but the CW in general is pretty crap. Yeah. Just saying. Um, yeah, they have a habit of um, not adapting their material well. Um, and cough, we will cough, cough. cough. Uh, we will probably <laughs> <Flash> do. <cough. laughs> we will probably do it. some episodes regarding CW content because. <laughs> Gosh, it's all terrible. Um, I have tea. <laughs> we all have a lot of opinions. Um, but yes, I hope that has been... Um, does anyone want to throw out any more content that they can think of? Um, I'm pretty solid. I can't think of any other explicit mentions um, off the top of my head, unfortunately. No. The only thing I'm thinking of at the moment is a game that I'm playing on... Mm. Um, oh, yeah, you're playing a uh, dating sim at the no, moment. No, 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 not that no. one. Oh. Um, there's just this game called Choices. Um, the app store, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, plug yeah. that. Um, and there's this one game called the Element Elementalists, and it's the first game where you can pick mm. um your orientation and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you can explicitly, okay. explicitly select, say, oh, I'm attracted to boys, mm. girls, or none. And then there's one character that explicitly says at the start, oh no, I'm Arrow Ace. I'm pretty there, sure. Okay. There was oh. um the writer or the director or someone for um Assassin's Creed. Odyssey oh, yep. did explicitly say that you can be straight, gay, bi, or asexual in the game. Conned everyone. But um, yeah, or they force you into they a relationship. Force you into a relationship, yeah. and they force you to have a kid in yeah. the DLC. <laughs> yeah. So uh, there's oh, yeah. talk about kind of backflipping on that with a different DLC, but you have to buy an extra DLC. Like if it does come out in the future, you have to buy it. So you don't mm. have the kid. Give us um, more money to so fix our mistakes. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so it's like, if you do want to play uh, without the sexual and romantic connotations in um, Assassin's Creed, also you have to avoid the DLC, which I cannot remember the name of right yeah, now, but I you will know. be able to Google it. It's very Googleable. Yeah. Trust me. Oh, there was um, a lot about there it. There was when a it came lot out. about it yeah. um, quite recently. So you can avoid that, but you just you have to miss out yeah. on the and DLC. I, also, I, Pokemon is usually pretty good at not putting in romance of mm, any stripe. Yeah. So go play Pokemon. And I, I think, Pokemon like, just as a final point, because otherwise I will forget it, um, a lot of video games, when they're like, you can pick your orientation, they give such a basic idea of orientation. And maybe it's just the fact that I'm on, like, galaxy brain levels of <laughs> yeah, what 100%. attraction and orientation are. But, like, when people are like, you can be heterosexual or bisexual or homosexual or asexual, they're like, nah. <laughs> you, just, you just mean that we don't need to go through the romantic options. Options, do you? That's yep. all you mean. Yeah. That's that's a really basic idea of sexuality, and you haven't done your research properly. But that's just my hot take. And again, guess. most video games are also a lot of video games are also basically just hack slash jump roll dodge. Yeah. So I'm feeling very added right now. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't need to. 
if if it doesn't need to have a romantic subplot in it, then it doesn't need to have mm. a romantic subplot. Yeah, but I think like um, after all of this wonderful discussion, what would you like to say? Horizon Zero Dawn oh, is actually amazing. Is such, a good movie. Oh, such a good game, and <laughs> it's definitely. I reckon Aloy is Arrow Ace. Mm. Like, so good. it's yeah. She shuts down any kind of romantic and sexual, um, any like from the boys and the girls as well. Like she's just yeah. like mm, nah. Like immediately mm. no. No. And she's just um, like, I'm, I'm she out just here. Not, yeah, I'm, she's, I'm busy. She's like, <laughs> I got things to do. I got like machines to to like uncorrupt. I've so got, she's like, basically a, Talia. She's yeah. basically just me is the thing. <laughs> she's like, like, I also am ginger if you like, haven't realised. She's got like everyone come up just like, hey. And she's like, no. And then just fucks off. So Demonetised. Um, but yeah, it's only uh, <laughs> Yeah, and it's a good game as well. But um, um yeah. yeah Sorry, no, th- I just th- remembered that and I was like, mm, my girl Aloy. Thank, thank you for those wrecks. I'm sure we will we will take them um, forward into the future. Oh yeah. Um, okay, we have uh, reached our time limit. Unfortunately, we would love to turn ourselves into second take, um, but I think we should probably leave that <laughs> for the second take, guys. We're gonna all wrap up now. Uh, that is the end of our February specials um, on Ace and Arrow stuff. I hope you have at least learned something through the past couple of weeks. Um, I hope we have cleared up a couple of misconceptions and uh, given any Aces and Arrows. Um, some uh, validation, uh, I guess, and a few resources, and a few resources. More um, info. yeah, yeah, over we over Valentine's <laughs> month. Um, happy uh, Aromantic Awareness Week, whenever that was, the seventeenth. Yeah, week of the seventeenth. Um, everyone out there, stay safe. Remember to drink plenty of water. Mm-hmm. We love you all. You're all valid mm-hmm. and beautiful people. Stay hydrated, bitches. Uh, if, also, also, if Shut you're up. if you're a content creator, I hope you have a, a good time creating content and that you actually manage to get something done, so you feel good about yourself. I yeah. hope you have a good sleep cycle. Oh, that's wow. the most Practice wholesome sleep thing. hygiene. It, it'll make yeah. you feel better. I know it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> Don't at me like this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm adding myself right now. So um, that's all good. Uh, yeah, we love you. You're all valid. And we will see you next week. Goodbye, everyone on this panel. Thank Bye. you for having me. Yes. Is, no. <laughs> Hang on a second. Um, I think thank, that's the other way around. Yeah. Um, thank I would you like, for having us. Yes. 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 Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for being here with me. It's been wonderful. And everyone in podcast listening land, it's been lovely to have you as well. We hope to see you next week. Bye. 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 People say having an opinion is like having a penis. It's really great for you, but you shouldn't share it around. That's exactly what we don't do. We share it all about the internet. And in fact, we advertise it on other people's podcasts so that they can go and enjoy it as well. Am I talking about penises or am I talking about opinions on film? To find out, you'll have to go to our website, secondtakepodcast.com or find Second Take Podcast on your podcatcher of choice. 
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.